It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Hello, my name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show, so you'll hear that on this podcast, but obviously it's a podcast, it's pre-recorded, so if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say, I mean I'm not going to read it because it's already happened, it's in the past, it's pre-recorded, and no one's going to see it anyway, but here's the worst bit, you might still get charged for it, depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time, it's a waste of my time, it's a waste of everybody's time, and so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5pm UK time, on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast. This is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alec with a C, Feldman. Don't know if you saw the Brits this week. Uh, Pink was on. She won, I think it was Outstanding Contribution or something. And I was listening very carefully to her speech. And um, one bit I would like to pick up on is the bit when she said, thanks to all the radio for all the tremendous support we've given her over the years. Now, she didn't say it, but I'm I'm 98% certain that what she what she meant to say, she, that was like specifically directed at me. Because what other radio presenter, listeners, what other radio presenter has ever done a musical based on her life? Exactly, exactly. So Pink, if you're listening, I just want to say, I got your little your little hidden message, and you are welcome. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Leeds, Alec Feldman. Out of my, my bedroom window right now, what I can see is three nuns getting out of a red Volvo. That sounds like it should be a joke. It's not. That is legitimately what I can see. I just thought I'd share that because it's not the kind of thing you see every day, is it? Hello. <laughs> good afternoon. Alec Feldman here. Hope you're good. Played you Sigrid, Don't Feel Like Crying. And then it was Khalid and Disclosure, Talk. And I'm on your radio now. It's my turn. I get to have a go until five o'clock. Hope you're good. Um, last night, I watched abducted in plain sight on netflix i've heard so much about this show people have been telling me about it for ages and i've been meaning to watch it and i finally got around to it i committed it was it was 90 minutes long normally i don't like long things so getting me to commit to like sitting for a whole hour and a half to watch it is a big thing and i watched it and oh my god it's so messed up the whole thing i couldn't believe what i was watching it is weird i mean i would say watch it but i mean it's weird you will be weirded out by the whole thing afterwards i had to like cleanse my my mental palate you know when you like i don't know if you're having a meal and you want to like clean your mouth before the next course you'll have some water i needed that the mental equivalent of that i had to watch come fly with me just to get over the weirdness of abducted in plain sight oh my gosh weird so odd 
I was really, really creeped out. And I was also sort of preparing this show at the same time as doing that. So I don't know if the show seems a bit weirder than usual. Maybe that's why I was just slightly put off by watching that show at the same time. Coming up before five this afternoon, I've got I've got some things. I've planned it and everything. Um, I've got a new thing. I don't know whether it'll be a weekly thing. It's very much experimental at this point called sticky situations after four o'clock today i will i'll explain a bit more later but essentially i think we need to try and solve once and for all those those things that come up in life where you're not quite sure what to do this was inspired by the brits i will tell you more after four another thing an amazing thing i've learned you know how i like i read about stuff just random things and i'll be like i've got to talk about this on the radio i've got another one just by means of a little a little teaser after four o'clock sea land plus i'm going to audition for a shopping channel on the telly because why not i've been watching a show called the greatest chocolate adverts of all time i have a brand new game that you'll be playing at all the parties you go to very soon and we've got all the usual stuff as well 60 second guide and connect four are all on the way for you before five and now the first thing we do on the show a little education and this week i learned this week i learned Lesson number one from my week. There is no age limit for holding onto the sides at an ice rink. I went ice skating last last Saturday. That's what I was doing. Instead of the radio, I was on an ice rink, which was interesting because it was a Saturday morning. There were loads of like very, very small children with like the little the little penguin things so they can skate around without falling over. So not crashing into them was a bit of a challenge, but also I'm just not very good at ice skating as well. The person I was with told me that they'd had lessons six months worth of ice skating lessons i didn't realize this until we got there and so i was basically being dragged around like a a sack of potatoes or maybe a corpse it was kind of like that but you know what i was fine with that i just sort of didn't hold on to the edge for the whole time just for a bit of the time sticking firmly to the edge dragging myself along and it seemed to work. There were people of all ages there. There were you know, little, small children. There were adults. And then there was me, somewhere in the middle. So you are never too old to hold on to the sides of an ice rink because you can't ice skate. So if you feel like doing that at any point, that's fine. This is me officially telling you it's fine. That's, that's my first lesson from the week for you to all take on board. Lesson number two. This week I learned that covering exercise books and sticky black plastic is a substitute for productivity. I know this is the kind of thing they made you do at school. I'm now at university, I still do it. I have two exercise books that I do some like mathsy calculation bits in. It's quite hard. So instead of doing the actual maths, what you can do is kill some time by getting your little exercise books. I bought 10 of these last year. I'm still working my way through them. Cover them in plastic, maybe draw some margins on every page. If, that, if that's the kind of thing you enjoy, which I, I definitely do, then that's what you can do instead of doing actual work. It's a good substitute for productivity. That's another lesson for the week. And lesson number three. This week, I learned award ceremonies quite boring for everyone, except the people winning the awards. Um, I watched the Brits the other day because it happened this week. I was on James Gilmore's show yesterday doing some like post-match analysis, which was a lot of fun. But to do that, I did have to actually watch the Brits. And I'm just, I'm not that fast. Nothing exciting happened. Nobody fell over. Nobody sung really out of tune. There were no massive disasters. Nobody being announced as the wrong award winner. It was, it was just entirely straightforward. Except Jack Whitehall making slightly cringy and awkward jokes. There were, some of them were funny. The one, the one everyone's talking about, you know, the one about the cushions. I thought that was funny, but apparently a lot of people didn't, whatever. Yeah, other than that, incredibly dull. So unless you're in the building and you're like watching it or you're being given an award and you're like, oh my God, thank you so much. They're quite dull, aren't they? I don't know why they bother putting it on the telly. That is my third lesson from the week. Now we've got the educational segment out of the way. We can get on with the rest of the show. For the next hour and 16 minutes, I can guarantee there will be nothing educational whatsoever. (laughs) Here's Zed and Katy Perry now. This is 365. Saturday afternoon, it's Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. That was Zed and Katy Perry. 365. Hope you're doing all right this afternoon. BB Rex and Julie for Billie Eilish. Next three songs on the show. You know how I like to keep you a bit updated about you know, the lives of the people I live with from time to time? Got another one of those for you now. 
because it was OOB's birthday this week. I have all these people. I live with them, but I, I never say their names except occasionally when I forget. But they, they don't have names. There's OOB. He's the only other boy. There's the Geordie because she's from Newcastle or from Newcastle League. And there's the Boltonian girl because she's from Bolton in the northwest of England. Those are all the people I live with. And it was OOB's birthday on Thursday. He is 20 years old, which is a horrifying pro- prospect. I have I have three months. I'm not thinking about it. 19 is good. He is now 20, and his birthday has basically been extended over about four days. This is this is the fourth day of his birthday now. Some might say it's getting a bit excessive, but you know he's having a nice time. It's all good. His his birthday begun on Wednesday night when. I was sent to buy a cake from the shops. I was I was at um, a little like martial arts class in the evening instead of watching the Brits. I had to watch it on catch up, and, and then went to the shops on my back. Got one of those caterpillar cakes, and as soon as I get back, I'm I'm pretty like sweaty and smelly and in my like exercise clothes, which is basically just my school PE kit. Literally, I, I still wear that. It amazingly still fits, but that's that's besides the point. Sweaty, smelly, but I brought this cake back, and everyone was like, "Oh, let's give it to him now." So we presented him with his cake and his presents on Wednesday night. And that was that was all lovely and good. Then Thursday came, which was the day of his, his actual birthday. We we had a party in our house. I wouldn't go as far as calling it a house party. I did have a conversation with someone once about what the difference is between a gathering and a house party. And I think just numbers-wise, it was more of a gathering than a house party, which suits me fine because house parties, well, I, I don't go to them. They're too cool for me. So we had a little gathering in our house. I have more to tell you about that in about five minutes, actually, because I've come up with a, a new game that you will want to play at all your parties. That's still that's still coming. Um, but for now, that was his his big Thursday birthday treat. Then Friday comes around to go for like a Nando's last night for his his birthday again. That was that was an interesting one actually because we have we have somehow acquired. <clears throat> One of the large, large sauce bottles. Yeah, that was his birthday present to himself. <laughs> yeah, that's that's an interesting one, which is now just in our house. That's kind of cool. And then the birthday fun continues for him today because he's going on, I don't know, a trip with his parents, which is also good news because they've brought more cake, I've heard. But also his dog's here, which means our house now smells like dog. Controversial thing to say, perhaps. But you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Be a shock jock. Our house smells like dog because he's brought his dog. I'm not the happiest in the world about this, but there we go. You gotta make, you gotta make do. So he has properly been milking this birthday. You probably know someone that does this. Everyone seems to milking a birthday for a very long time. We're in, we're in day four now. I think by tomorrow it'll be fun. He hasn't dragged it out to a full week. But just four days is, is his twentieth. Good on him, I say. You know, fair enough. So happy birthday, I suppose. I wish I had one of those like things, but I don't. They're all broken. But happy birthday to OOB, who I live with. This is BB Rexer now, and last hurrah. Couple of pointers. Um, number one, I know I just talked about OOB, who I live with, being 20 and therefore being really old, but that song was not like a reflection of that. I'm sure this is not his last hurrah. He has many, many more years ahead of him. Number one. Number two, um, I just sort of take slight issue. Not issue, just want to point out that the song is called Last Hurrah, but I feel like you can't get away with saying hurrah unless you're a bit posh you know like hurrah let's go on a fox hunt at the weekend that kind of thing you know doesn't quite work when it's coming from bb rexer but anyway that was a song by bb rexer called last hurrah i'm alec hi this is my radio show every saturday three till five julie plays next brit award winner Leaper, if you're interested um now i promised you a new party game that you and all of your friends will be playing. Uh, okay, are you ready? I won't disappoint. Like I said, had a party in our house. Not a house party, more of a gathering on Thursday night to celebrate OOB's birthday. And we thought, because we're such lovely housemates, we'll get him a balloon for his birthday that says, Happy Birthday. And it's, you know, one of the helium ones. It's on a bit of string and it's got a weight at the bottom, tying it down. I mean, it's since obviously been like cut off and released. It's now just stuck in one of the ceilings. But still, we got him in this nice balloon. And I was looking at this balloon and I thought, I wonder whether you can get the balloon down on the ground without touching it with your hands. So just by blowing. And I gave this a go. And actually, 
I wasn't actually that successful because I guess I don't have a good enough lung capacity. But OOB had a go and his mate who was here had a go and they both managed to get it on the ground just by blowing it. So I want to call this game, I think, blow the balloon because it does what it says on the tin. And I think this has the potential to go big. All you need is a helium balloon that's weighed down with a bit of string and I don't know, a weight and you just have to blow it. You stand face to face. The balloon should be at like eye level. So you're standing up. The balloon is opposite you. You take a deep breath in like <gasps> and then just blow the balloon as hard as you can. You're allowed to use more than one breath. I don't know how you decide who wins blow the balloon. Maybe it can be who does it in the, the fewest breaths or maybe the smallest amount of time quite possibly or just how far you can blow the balloon in like angle terms if you've got a protractor that seems a bit complicated okay we'll forget that one go for the first two how many breaths or how many seconds it takes for you to blow the balloon so it touches the ground you're not allowed to touch it with your hands that is banned oh, i think this is really fun just everyone that came to our house that night i was inviting to have a go at blowing the balloon and they all mostly looked at me like i was a bit stupid but some of them got involved. Some of them were good at it. They were like, wow, great game. So all the people that were making fun of me for my game, they're just missing out on the fun, I think. So this is a game you will be playing at all of your parties sometime soon. I guarantee it. It's going to go big because it's a good game. I wanted to know today, have you and your friends ever come up with a similar game? I say you and your friends. Blow the Balloon is purely my invention, and most people, even the ones that played, wanted to disown it a little bit. They were just like, come on, this is silly. And I'm like, no, it's a fun game. Why aren't you having fun? Because I'm the head of fun in my house, obviously. So, games you and your friends have made up, a bit like Blow the Balloon, the game that is soon to be sweeping the nation. Can you tell me, please, what are the rules of the games you and your friends have made up? How do you play? Where do you play them? That kind of detail is what I'm after. Send me a text, please. 07807 183538 is the number to get me on. Or you can tweet me at WizRadio. Send me a message on Facebook, facebook.com slash WizardRadio, just where you can find us on there. Or on email as well, station at wizardradio.co.uk. What games have you and your friends invented? Where do you play them? What are the rules? Explain them to me. Maybe I'll give one or two a go if it's straightforward. And if not, then I won't bother. Send me a message now. I will teach you, well, I'll share some of your games after Dua Lipa and Billie Eilish as well. Coming up next on Wizard Radio. Billie Eilish and Barry a friend. Dua Lipa swan song before it. I'm Alec. This is my radio show. Hello. Good afternoon. The Amazons and Dermot Kennedy on before four o'clock. Talking about games that you and your friends have invented and you now play because I've invented a game this week. It's called Blow the Balloon. You just have to blow a helium balloon to the ground. That's the only aim. But it's, it's funner than it sounds. I had a lovely time playing it. People just sort of laughed at me as I attempted it, but it was good. It was good. I promise it, it was good. I'm getting very defensive. It was a good game. Sammy sent me a message. This might sound quite disturbing. <laughs> okay. But my friend and I have a game called Nosebleeds. Good name for a game. Basically, we're both really prone to nosebleeds on hikes, but we love hiking. Oh. So whenever we go on hikes in the summer, it's inevitable that we're both going to get nosebleeds. So we kind of see who's going to get it first. <laughs> I've won in the last three times we've played. I wouldn't really recommend it, though, because having nosebleeds isn't fun. No, I can't imagine it would be. But, uh, should I congratulate you on your hat trick of victories in nosebleeds, Sammy? Maybe. I suppose. Uh, well done for having a nosebleed before your friend. I think with this one, can I just offer you a little bit of advice? which is maybe pick a hobby that you're not strongly biologically discouraged from doing. So, you know, you can't deal with altitude because your node bleeds. Have you ever considered potholing? That's like the opposite of hiking, really. Just go some like underground tunnels and dig your way around. I don't really know what potholing is. I think that's vaguely what it involved. I hope it's not inappropriate. I don't think it is. Hmm. I'll have to, I'll check that one during the next song. But yeah, find some new hobbies. Don't do a hobby that you know is going to injure you. Maybe would be my advice. But good game. Good game. I wish you the very best of luck in continuing your winning streak on nosebleeds. Josh says, we have this game which is really similar to another game. But I don't remember what the other game is called. Great. Thanks for messaging. That's his message. Anyway, the next... No, kidding. He says, our game is called Norman. And it involves saying the word Norman as loudly as possible when a teacher leaves the classroom. 
The person who shouts at the loudest without getting caught wins. We came up with it because one of our friends had a pet cat called Norman, who, who, <laughs> I love it when you throw me curveballs like this. One of our friends had a pet cat called Norman who died and he was really upset about it. So instead of supporting him as good friends should, we just tried to say his name as much as possible to keep it in his mind. It's really funny. That's horrible, but hilarious. Undoubtedly very funny. Oh, your poor friend. You bully your friend. Um, I mean, I'm not encouraging that kind of meanness, but it's also hilarious. So carry on doing it. I like that game. Okay, I understand why you said it's similar to another game now. Yeah, I can't... No, I can't think of what, what the other game is called. Is it Earwax? Maybe? Belly button fluff? No, I don't know what it is. No idea. <laughs> Thanks for that. Maybe we can play Norman on the show sometime. Wouldn't that be fun? Your friend Norman would love that, I'm sure. Constantly be reminded about his dead cat. You're welcome. Thank you, Josh. That's my new favourite game. Mainly because of the origin story, to be fair. Isabel says, Me and my best friend Sasha have a game we called HIPS. It stands for Hidden in Plain Sight. Not to be confused with Abducted at Plain Sight which I watched last night and has disturbed me slightly. Hidden in Plain Sight, which is Isabel's game, is when we take someone's pencil case or progress record or something like that and hide it without them realizing in plain sight. Like it could be on top of the whiteboard or on another table or on a chair or something like that. Something really obvious, but they can't see it because they're so mad that their item has been moved. So they go mad like, where is it? And then it's hidden in plain sight. I like that. That's a classic trying to annoy your friends at school game, just hiding your stuff. Once in a particularly um, aggressive round of the stealing your stuff game, people had basically nicked the entire contents of my pencil case. So this makes it sound like I was being bullied. I definitely wasn't. They were my friends, honest. <laughs> so in revenge for them stealing my entire pencil case, I managed to get one of this guy's pens but I didn't just hold on to his pen. No, no, this was not hidden in plain sight because it was hidden down my pants. That was the revenge. So maybe next time you're playing hidden in plain sight, you can just hide their pencil case down your underwear. That'll teach them. That's a good game. I also just want to pick up on the fact that Isabel also calls her like homework, school, diary planner thing, a progress record. That's what, that's what we called it. Very nice. Snap. That's a good game. Strong game. Classic. Oldie but a goodie, I would say. For hips. Hidden in plain sight, and also the abbreviation's good. Katie says, I don't really know if this is a game, but when me and my best friend walk around school, we always overhear other people's conversations and then try to continue the conversation and pretend to be them. Yeah, this is a game. I'm saying that counts as a game. She says, uh, we walk past two guys saying, yeah, and then she stepped on my Lego. And we literally just continue the conversation between the two of us. It's so funny, and we go so deeply into the story that it's so strange. I like this one. I want to give this one a go, using your example. So, um, where can we start? Yeah, and then she stepped on my Lego, and, and she said, Oh my god, that kills. Why do you have a Lego edition of Battlestar Galactica on your floor lying around? That's so inconsiderate. What's wrong with you, you gigantic man-child? This has been the worst day ever. I'm going now. Goodbye. You can close the door on your way out. I don't know. That, that was my attempt. It probably wasn't very good. Katie is probably the best person at this game, but I thought I'd give it a go. Nice. These are these are good games. Now I've I've sort of shared your games. I think it's only right that you do have a go at blow the balloon at your next party where you have a helium balloon on a string. Just just for my sake, think of me. Take me into your day-to-day -day lives and play my game, please. I don't sound desperate at all, do I? No, definitely not. Coming up next, the greatest chocolate adverts of all time. My Saturday night viewing last week golden we'll talk about that after the amazons this is mother on wizard radio wizard radio that was the amazons and mother i'm alec good afternoon hope you're good dermot kennedy's on in a sec my saturday night tv viewing last week i think reached new highs i think quite possibly tv peaked last saturday night and maybe a lot of people would have missed this because they weren't watching TV on a Saturday night. They might have been doing other things, socialising, seeing friends. But but no, you were really missing out. I don't know why this show was scheduled on a Saturday night when not very many people are going to see it because it was incredible. The show I'm talking about, of course, is the greatest chocolate adverts of all time. Amazing stuff, right? 
groundbreaking TV. It was one of those talking heads shows, you know, the ones where they invite maybe minor celebrities who could really do with the work. They invite them on to talk about a random topic and they're like, oh yes, I remember this. Wasn't it great? You don't really know who they are, but they seem to discuss it and get very excited about it. And the topic in question this time was obviously chocolate adverts. Adverts for chocolate bars. Not not the chocolate bars themselves. They weren't talking about the greatest chocolate bars of all time. No, no, no. They were talking about the greatest adverts for the chocolate bars, obviously. And, I mean, this was unmissable stuff. I couldn't take my eyes off it. You had, you know, these people that I'd never really heard of, but are apparently famous, sitting there going... Oh, yes, I remember. Oh, how good was it that time they were in a gym and this woman was shouting at them. And then they said, have your Snickers. You become such a diva when you're hungry. Oh, (laughs) how we laughed. Good time. All the memories. It's that kind of stuff. Or, oh, yes, obviously, you've got to talk about the gorilla playing the drums. Oh, what a classic. That's that's literally what the whole show was like, interspersed with clips of the adverts. This was, I think, an hour and a half long program. 90 minutes. I didn't watch it all the way through. I saw about half of it. 90 minutes of, of chocolate adverts. It wasn't even a chart countdown. We weren't building up to, like, the number one chocolate advert of all time. It was just adverts after adverts. Obviously, interspersed with advert breaks. Because there's nothing more annoying when you watch TV than having the show about adverts interrupted by adverts. Because I wanted the adverts to end so we could get back to watching the adverts, obviously. And I've done a bit of Googling about this show just to see, you know, if anyone else discovered this amazing show like I did. And I found a result from a website called Digital Spy, which you probably won't have heard of. But basically, it's where sad, nerdy people go to talk about media. Um, I won't lie. I do. I do read it from time to time. They have a good radio section. Actually, it's not good at all. It's awful. I I enjoy a read occasionally because I'm a nerd. They do have a section about this show, the greatest chocolate ads of all time. Um, and people on this forum, at least, seem to be really taking it quite seriously. Someone saying, is anyone watching this? I hope it's not predictable, which means the milk trade man wins. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Um, someone saying, if it has the usual talking heads and not enough of what they're talking about, then no. So this person's vision of the show, they they just literally want to see the adverts. They don't want anyone talking about the adverts. They just want the adverts. Okay, fine. Um... Someone says, I'm not watching, but I predict the Cadbury's Gorilla ad will be in the top five. Yeah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. People, people just loving it. They seem to love the show. I don't understand why. Apparently, there's been three different variants on the show over the years. There was, first there was the greatest chocolate adverts, then the greatest ever chocolate adverts, and now the greatest chocolate ads of all time. So they're really taking it up a gear with the greatest chocolate ads of all time i was just wondering imagine imagine for a second put yourself in someone else's shoes imagine you are perhaps a minor celebrity your career it's not going quite how you'd like it to your agent rings you up you pick up the phone and say hello they're like great news i've got some work for you and you're like oh brilliant what is it is it a massive presenting gig or a role in a soap opera or a new record deal and they're like no 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 you need to go on a show and and talk about your favorite chocolate adverts and they'll be like you're joking me this is what you want me to do you want me to get excited about chocolate adverts not even chocolate chocolate adverts imagine i hope they got paid a lot of money for doing that because it sounds like quite hard work they really deserve it so if you want some amazing saturday night viewing tonight just look this up on the internet greatest chocolate adverts of all time it's still on demand and catch up if you want to watch it you will not regret it uh, actually you might regret it but but still Hmm, whatever. Go watch it if you haven't really got a life like I didn't last Saturday. Dermot Kennedy lost is next, and we'll do Connect 4 in a bit too. Dermot Kennedy and Lost on Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman. Afternoon, hope you're good. Hi. I just remembered, actually. I forgot to do this after the last song. We were talking before about um, about games that you and your friends have made up, and I got another message from Clara that I was going to read, and then I forgot, and I feel bad. And so I'm going to read it now, because, I mean... You can look at a clock if you want. Got ages to kill. <laughs> so Clara saying, me and my friends are always daring each other to do things in school, but things that other people wouldn't easily notice. Okay. For example, I used to wear glasses for school, and one day they dared me not to wear glasses all day. 
I did wear them in class. In lessons, they weren't in. Ah, <gasps> cheat. But it was actually quite funny and really difficult, to be honest. We always do this little dares which crack us up so much. I can I can tell you about one of those, actually. I had a friend. Well, I still have a friend. And as far as I'm aware, he hasn't written in a blue pen since year three. Because one of his friends dared him not to write in a blue pen. And he's just kept doing it for the last, like, probably 12 years or something mad like that. So I, I know what kind of thing you're talking about, Clara. I like that a lot. Um, if you're wondering what's going on, because you didn't hear the last bit, basically, just want to know what games your friends has made up. And once again, I would like to recommend Blow the Balloon, my exciting new, new game. But I'll stop talking about Blow the Balloon now. Let's, let's move on. It's time for Connect 4, a different game that I've made up. I've never played this one with my friends, though. You have to connect four words that we've randomly picked from the Oxford Mini School Dictionary and you can connect them in any way you like. Usually we do them in a story. You just need to find something that can link them all, get a little narrative going throughout, get every word in as it is found, try not to change it up too much. And that's the game. And then to win the game, you have to tell a story involving all four words that I like the most. I know that's not very good criteria, but that's basically how it works. If I like it, then you get to win. What do you win? Well, uh, nothing actually. But it's still worth it's still worth joining in with because it's it's fun. We can all enjoy it together. So, James, are you there with the dictionary? I am there with the dictionary. I'm on site at the dictionary. And what is the dictionary looking like today? Can you give us a report? Yes. Uh, today we have we are joined by the Oxford Mini School Dictionary, tested in schools. Forty thousand words and phrases. It's got a blue exterior design, glossy cover, definitely no matte going on here, with Absolutely a not. tricolor of red, green, and blue stripes as well. This is one of the latest and most up to date mini school dictionaries published in yes 1998 <laughs> brilliant and what are your thoughts do you think today will be a good round of connect four i'm always going into these games extremely confident uh, i think our listeners can pull it out of the bag most days really though i believe the question we should be answering asking ourselves is will the dictionary live up to expectations for bbc news i'm james gilmore beautiful stuff let's get to it then get flicking please all right flicking and stop okay what your word first one? word is dart dart d-a-r-t dart i'm trying to make it a bit more dramatic this week ah um yes dart which can be used as in like a dart or that you throw 180 or, yeah, that. or i darted yes a verb or a noun yes word number one start dart. let's get flicking for word number two flicking okay he's flicking dart your first word your second word is stop okay our second word is commence what oh commence Yes, commence, as in to begin. begin. I thought you were pronouncing cement in a really weird way. <laughs> no, commence. Commence. <laughs> commence. Okay. Then let's begin flicking for the third time. We're going to do this one backwards. Okay. It's good to mix it up. We can get some words from the latter half of the alphabet. Stop. Okay. This one. Snatch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? Really? Snatch, seize, take quickly, <laughs> eagerly, or by force. Oh, brilliant. I'm already looking forward to this round. The dictionary has not disappointed. Dark, commence, snatch, and let's have one more. One more. All right. Mm. Flicking. Although I think we've already peaked, but let's <laughs> stop. Okay. Dress. Oh, dear. Okay. Dress is the fourth word. Dark. Commence, snatch, and dress. Those are the four connect four words this afternoon. If you can get them into a story, keep it PG. I cannot emphasize this enough. This is not like a a dirty book club, okay? This is not what we want. But a story involving all four of those words, dart, commence, snatch, and dress. Connect them in however you'd like. 
That didn't make sense. Connect them however you'd like. Send them to me, please. 07807 is the text number. And station at wizardradio.co.uk is the email address. Dart, commence, snatch, and dress. Dress, snatch, commence, dart. Those are the connect four words this afternoon. We'll pray. Pray. We'll play it at 10 to 5. And I'll play you Jungle and Ariana Grande next after the latest news headlines. It's almost four o'clock. Live from his Pocky student room in Leeds City Centre, Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. For more slightly throwbacky songs like that, check out the weekly mixtape with me on a Friday at three o'clock. It's good. Even though I present it, I think it's quite good. Before that, Ariana Grande, break up with your girlfriend, I'm bored. I've got Youngblood coming up and Cardi B and Alec Benjamin's on next. And this is Alec Feldman. No relation, obviously. Now, I read something a couple of weeks ago that I found quite interesting that basically said Amazon, off of online shopping, they've launched a new thing that quite closely resembles a shopping channel on the telly. You know, like QVC or Home Bargains. Is the one called Home Bargains? You know the ones. They're like live channels. There's a person standing in a fake living room or a fake kitchen. They're demonstrating a product and being like, this is really good. Call me now and you can buy it for only $19.99 plus postage and packaging. Hurry, we'll run out soon. There's only three remaining, that kind of stuff. And Amazon have got into that, apparently. And I thought this was quite interesting because they're Amazon. Do they really do they really need to be doing, doing that kind of thing? But apparently they do. It's like a, a live thing they haven't made much of a fuss about it but it's very much there and you can watch it it looks just like your classic tv shopping channel and you know me i always like an opportunity um in the past i've tried to help amazon out by improving their adverts for the alexa and now i think i'll just give them another hand i would like to audition for a role on their new shopping channel now um, i'm gonna be throwing this upon him slightly because i was going to tell him about it during the song but then i forgot to james gilmore are you there can i ask for your help with this please sorry i forgot to ask that's basically you know what it's fine spontaneous it's all live people yes what i would like you to do is name me a few items maybe that you can see around you and just ask me to try and sell them in like a shopping channel style just so i can get some practice in for my future gig on Amazon Live. Okay, I'll start you off with an easy one. Okay. A third generation iPad. And here we have in front of me the third generation iPad made by Apple, released in when would that be? In in 2012. It's it's getting on a bit now, which means it's great value for money. It's heavily heavily discounted. So get get your offers in whilst you can. There's only three remaining. As you can see here, we have a, a one megapixel camera on the back for all your like edgy um, instant camera style photos that you can put on your Instagram. I don't think there's an Instagram app for iPad actually, but whatever. Um, we also have a front facing camera that can also take some quite low quality photos for your FaceTime so you can talk to all of your friends. Like I said, this is heavily, heavily discounted. They've all got to go. This one, yeah, okay, maybe it does have a massive chip along the screen, but that's that's okay. The price reflects that you can buy it for only $299.99. That is a one-day discount. It won't be like this for much longer. So call me now and get this this third-generation iPad. How was that? That was all right, but I'm going to give you one that hopefully will be a bit closer to home. Okay. Right guard, total difference five. The smell is clean. 48-hour protection, antiperspirant. Okay, here we go. In front of me, you will see this this lovely can of Right Guard 48-hour antiperspirant. Give it, let's give it a spray, shall we? Spray it around the room, the, the fake living room. Let's give it a little like. Oh yeah. Oh, what a what a lovely smell that is. That clean that clean aroma truly is fantastic. I love it. I would wear this at home, 100%. Um, 48-hour protection you get on that as well. So if you put it on now. It will still be keeping you smelling fresh and sweat-free at 4.13pm on Monday afternoon. So this will last you your whole day at work on Monday if you put this on right now. So you've you got to gotta pick it up. You'll get a, a big discount if you buy 100 of them. You can get them for only 
15.99 that's for 100 cans of this 48 hour deodorant just think that 100 cans of this stuff that's 480 hours of protection so pick these up now give me a call we've got very limited limited stocks and you can smell really fresh and really nice for 48 hours with this 48 hour antiperspirant all right okay i'm not sure about 100 cans for 15.99 this one on its own costs like nearly five pounds but okay well got to entice people with the discounts you know that's true that's true okay you ready for another one hit me this is i would say they're two bongo drums but they're attached okay um <clears throat> here we go how do you like having a little drum when you're stressed like that wasn't that great would you like to be able to do that whenever you want to well, now you can. I've got this lovely double bongo drum set. You get two bongo drums. You pay for one set, you get two drums. That is unarguably good value. It's like a buy one, get one free on bongo drums. You can take them anywhere. They're really portable. You can take them to work. You can play them on the tube. You can play them whilst you're driving, but don't. That's dangerous. You can play them around the campfire if you go on camps. These truly are a really versatile instrument. You can do some nice rhythms. You can, you can do this rhythm or this rhythm or this rhythm so many different rhythms you could be doing on these bongo drums so get them now they're a very authentic they are made in a factory in china mass-produced bongo drums um and you can play them and really unleash your musical genius within give me a call to buy these bongo drums now and annoy all your friends and family forever okay last one this one might be the more challenging one okay this is a vinyl but a, a like single, a record. Yeah. But a single vinyl, so not an album, one of the smaller singles. Yeah. For Hoosie's single, Now or Never. Right. But it's scratched. Hmm. Okay. Okay, I can work with that. I can work with that. Alright. How do you like Halsey? Do you enjoy listening to her music? Maybe you've got her songs on your Spotify. That's all good. But Spotify, you don't get the authentic crackles and depth and warmth that you get when you listen to her on vinyl so i've got right here uh, a halsey vinyl so you can listen to her latest single with all the depth and warmth that it was intended when it was made and even better this isn't just the original single this is a really special remix because we've been busy we've been busy scratching the disc so it sounds extra fresh and hot for you an exclusive remix only one of these exists in the world this is a unique product right now i only have one call me right now to buy it because there is only one left as soon as that phone starts ringing it is gone you'll regret missing this exclusive remix it sounds nothing like the original because like i said we've been scratching away to make it sound unique and different it's a really cool remix sounds great it's an improvement on halsey's original song and you can enjoy it for just 5.99 you can have the lp you can play it on your record player obviously not included you need to buy one of those as well we'll be selling you those in the next hour though on uh, the amazon live shopping channel so quick get calling for this exclusive oh okay the phone the phone's ringing it's gone never mind never mind it's, it's sold someone's taken it thanks very much well done i'm impressed with that thank you very much i'll just sit tight now and wait for my call from amazon yeah yes good idea let's play alec benjamin whilst i do that this is let me down slowly wizard radio alec benjamin alessia cara let me down slowly young blood and cardi b are on soon alec Feldman with you now you know how sometimes you get stuck down a little internet rabbit hole you find something that takes you somewhere else and you keep going and going and going and you just learn a lot about one specific thing this happened to me the other day I saw an advert, weirdly, I don't know how this happened on my Instagram feed, like a sponsored post, and I thought, okay, let's let's dig deeper into this. And I found out a lot of interesting stuff that I wanna I wanna share with you now, just because it's it's a bit bonkers. I think it's a kind of cool story to hear. Do you remember excuse me, you remember when I got really excited about changing the weight of the kilogram? This is like a similar kind of thing, I think. So the account on Instagram that had this sponsored post was called Sealand Gov, and I couldn't quite work out what it was on about. So I dug deeper, and I found out there's a whole world out there we don't even know about. So allow me to introduce you to the Principality of Sealand. It's the smallest country that you've never heard of. 
it's it is its own country. It's also it's also an oil rig. It's an oil rig which now thinks of itself as its own country. It used to be a British sort of oil rig. It was used in World War Two by the British Army. 1967, they're like, we don't need this anymore. And it got occupied. First, it got occupied by some some pirates who wanted to do some pirate radio stuff. And then this other guy goes along called Paddy Bates. And he was like, no, I don't want them to have their pirate radio station. I want my one. So he like, he kicks them off. He, I don't know, maybe there was some kind of civil war on this not yet existing country. He seizes this oil rig in the middle of the North Sea. And he's like, right, this is a country now. I'm calling it Sealand. He's written it a constitution. It's got a flag. The flag, it's like sort of three, two halves, maybe. It's split down the middle. There's a white line down going from corner to corner, then red on top of it and black below it. That is the flag. It's got a coat of arms as well. And it's it's insane. This guy treats... I mean, I think he's, he's died now, but his son is now in charge. He is the... Um, what does he call himself the prince the head of state the head of government is is the, this guy's son now is the head of sealand he doesn't actually live there he lives in essex but some of the time he lives on sealand on his his island and on the twitter which you can look at sealand gov there's just a video of this guy doing keepy uppies on his oil rig it's honestly it's bonkers and a few years back I think there was there was an attempted coup. Someone tried to like take over Sealand. A guy called Alexander. He was like, "I'm the real prime minister of Sealand." This is in 1978, by the way. He got actual soldiers, like soldiers you can hire. He paid them to storm this this oil rig in the middle of the sea and be like, "Yo, I'm taking over. This is mine." Um, he had a Sealand passport. Apparently he, he got one somehow, but then thankfully he Michael, who was the guy who was like in charge, he was the son of the head of Sealand, who's now in charge. He he put down the coup, he took back control, and arrested this guy. He charged him with treason against Sealand. Um, There's also a fire in 2006. It was very sad, but thankfully that was all. That's all fine. All the damage has now been repaired. And I mean, it's just, it is honestly bonkers. It celebrated its 50th birthday a couple of years back. And it has its own currency. It has, I don't know how it has a football team if there's only like two people. You need 11 for a football team. But this is one of those insane things that you just wonder how does this exist? Why have they not been like arrested by now or just given up because it's a totally bonkers project? But no, it's still going. And it's mad. I don't know whether you can go on holiday to Sealand. You probably can't. But I just wanted to bring this to your attention. And we can learn a bit about the guy who once tried to found, found his own country on an oil rig. And sort of succeeded. People just let him get on with it. So that's kind of cool. That is your education for this afternoon. Coming up next, a new thing I want to try called Sticky Situations. It might be rubbish, but keep listening anyway in case it's good. We'll do that after Youngblood, Halsey, Travis Barker. This is 11 Minutes. Hello. Welcome to Sticky Situations. It's a new thing I wanna I wanna give a go. We might try this again next week if it goes well, and not if it doesn't. I think in in sticky situations, what I'm aiming to do is solve once and for all those weird situations in life where something happens and it can be a bit awkward because you don't know how you are supposed to respond to it. For example, this is this is what's inspired me this week. So I was watching the Brits, like I said, and they give everyone awards, obviously. Well, no, they don't. They give some people awards. They give most people nothing. But if you get an award, they're like, well done to Dua Lipa. And everyone's like, woo, Dua Lipa, best whatever it was she won. Well done. Woo. And she gets up from a table. She's like, oh, my God, she maybe like hugs her insanely attractive family members and then gets up. And there's a really long sort of almost like a runway that she has to walk down to get to the center of the stage where they will hand her her Brit Award. Now, what I'm concerned about is what you do 
during that really long walking period because what what Dua Lipa did I know she did like a little facial expression where she just sort of like you know opened her eyes and mouth really wide like say like ah it's me you know but then what do you do for the rest of the walk because you're just you're just walking the person who you're walking towards is looking at you you're looking at them but then what do you do do you say anything because surely they'll be too far away for you to like hear you can't start a conversation but also you can't just like keep keep waving can you so it's just a bit awkward because you're awkwardly staring at each other saying nothing and until you're at a point where you're close enough to to do something and i feel like that was a big problem at the brits obviously julie sort of did a facial expression to try and make it less awkward but it also happens in day-to-day life if you're like meeting someone and you can see them from afar and you're walking towards them or if you're if you bump into someone when you're walking down the road this occurs quite a lot, and I never know what to do. At what point do you acknowledge their existence? Do you maybe like look down and pretend you haven't seen them until you get close enough to go, Oh, hello. I didn't notice you there. Hello, fancy seeing you here. What do you do? This is the sticky situation that I'm concerned about. I want to know, once and for all, a definitive answer. What is the correct behaviour to do when you and someone else are walking towards each other or you're walking towards someone and you're just staring at each other. What should you do? What will make that less awkward? Because if everyone signs up to this, if we can get everyone doing what we decide on the show in a few minutes' time, then it won't be awkward anymore because there will be a final definitive answer. We'll know what to do. The etiquette will be set. That is what I would like to give a go in sticky situations. So if, if this does go quite well and we do it again i would quite like some ideas for what future sticky situations there could be so if you want to send me some of them feel free station at wizardradio.co.uk but for now on sticky situations i want to solve this walking dilemma what do you do when you're walking towards someone from a distance and you're not close enough to actually interact with them properly yet what is the correct behavior i want your suggestions please 07807183538 is my text number facebook.com slash wizard radio is the facebook and you can email as well station at wizardradio.co.uk i want something you can do an action a thing you can say a behavior that we can say is with some kind of certainty this is what you should do in that situation and also just other weird situations that maybe need clarifying you can send me them as well for the future first ever sticky situations let's see how it goes let me know what you think in the meantime I'll play you that new Cardi B and Bruno Mars song. I've got a 60 second guide to Bruno Mars. Done some research. I've got some facts about them. I've checked them and double checked them. They're all correct. And so here is Bruno Mars in 60 seconds. Alex, totally accurate. Definitely not made up 60 second guide. Bruno Mars is an animated character who sings. He's only 10 centimeters tall. He's a star of an animated series on the Cartoon Network called Bruno Mars and Friends, in which Bruno and his friends, Simon Snickers, Bruce Bounty, and Morris Milky Way live together in a tub and they have adventures together. The show is sponsored by Mars Confectionery, obviously. And and he also sings songs about the world and love and life. Much like Bart Simpson, the voice of Bruno Mars is actually provided by a woman. It's a little known fact that Bruno Mars songs are actually sung by Shirley Bassey, Dame Shirley Bassey. She tries to keep this a secret, both so she doesn't spoil the illusion and also so it doesn't diminish the value of her more serious musical work. The show has come under heavy criticism from anti-obesity charities who claim it encourages unhealthy eating by marketing sweets to kids using cartoon characters. But Bassey has brushed off this criticism by saying, it's not for the nanny state to tell us what to eat. And that is Bruno Mars in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Soon to be award winning. Well, I never said how soon. Cardi B into Casey Musgraves. You are welcome. It's Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Evening. Hope all is good. James Bay and Nina Nesbitt play before five. And we're in the middle of sticky situations. Um, I haven't quite got like the way I say that down yet. Just just experiment. It's still a big experiment. Just on air, live. That's how I like to experiment. I want to know. I want to settle once and for all what correct behaviour is when you're walking towards someone, they're walking towards you, you're quite far away, you've both seen each other, but you can't really communicate and it's a bit awkward because you're just like staring at each other intensely as you walk. What is the correct thing to do 
I noticed a lot of people had this problem at the Brits the other night. That's what inspired it. But I thought, let's make a whole feature out of it. And that's how Sticky Situations was born. Yasmin, she is trying to get me out of the sticky situation. Well, Dua Lipa, really. So and this literally always happens to me. What I do, I always try to have a really excited look on my face and not look really awkward. Even though it's an awkward thing when you're doing it. Or I'll wave or something like that. Just let them know that I've seen them and look happy and excited. Okay, that that's an option. But then how long is it natural to look happy and excited for? Until it gets weird or creepy or a bit scary as someone's walking towards you just grinning manically. I don't know. But yeah, okay. That, that could work. I don't know how much I'm necessarily feeling that, but okay. It's an option. Hannah says this is the most awful thing. Because I can imagine the feeling right now. It happens to me so much. When I walk into school in the morning and see a friend from a distance and they see me, I just awkwardly smile and giggle. And then, depending on who it is, hug them or shake their hand. How very formal. Or something like that. You just look excited and try not to say anything because that's really awkward. I think it's more awkward the less you say, you know. I think if you can get in a, like, oh, hello, like, from a distance, if you shout, shout it a bit, that can sometimes ease it a little bit. Because then it's like, okay, the interaction has begun. I don't know. None of this is very helpful so far. You're just saying smile and look excited. But that, that doesn't help. We need a new thing. We need a solution. Lewis. This might sound a bit rude. I just pretend I haven't seen them. See, this is a better alternative option. If I see them in the corner of my eye, I'll take my phone out and start using it. And then wait until I'm much closer to them and be like, Hey! But I'm not sure that's what Dua Lipa could do at the Brits. Just take a phone out whilst walking towards the stage. Yeah, probably not. But that's what I do, says Louis. I'm a bit antisocial. And then save it until I'm actually by them. Yeah, I think that might be a better option. That's usually what I try to do. I think, yeah, that works. But like you say, not the kind of thing you can necessarily do at the Brits. Unless you could take a selfie. At the Brits, that would be like understandable, wouldn't it? If you got your phone out to be like, look, I'm on stage at the Brits. And that way you can do that whilst you're walking, multitask. Before you know it, you're on stage at the Brits. You've overcome the awkward walk and it's all fine. Hopefully. Aaron says, I don't do anything. I just mouth high and then continue walking towards them. I don't see why people think this is so awkward. It really isn't. You just walk towards them and then say hi to them. It doesn't need to be a big deal. I, I couldn't disagree with you more, Aaron. Mouthing high and then keep going. No, no. Then the rest of it's just too weird. How do you not find this weird? What's wrong with you? Or maybe what's right with you? I don't know. But mm, no, I don't trust. I don't trust that. I won't lie. I was hoping for like some genius new solution that I'd never thought of before that would suddenly fix the situation and make it less awkward. That that doesn't seem to have been forthcoming. The consensus on the text just seems to be it's going to be a bit awkward and you just have to live with it. Look excited, maybe wave, maybe say hi and just deal with it. Which isn't isn't quite what I'm hoping. Um Oh, okay. Got another one that's just come in from Matt. This will sound really strange, but my best friend and I do this thing where if we see each other from a distance, we'll just start walking towards each other and we'll meet in the middle. It looks really weird in public because one of us just stops and the other starts walking. It's a bit like dancing. Again, not sure you could do that at the Brits. I'm trying to imagine that. I don't quite understand how that works. You mean you're both, you're both getting closer. I suppose that helps because it doubles the speed. It halves the time. Because if you're both getting closer to each other, then you'll meet sooner. So, okay, that's a potential solution, actually. But, um, I don't know. I, so, you don't... You stop. You get to the middle, and then you stop. You're like, right, I'm not going any further. If you want to say hi to me, you come to me at this point. I've done halfway. I'm not going anymore. And then you wait. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I could see that working. But we haven't really got as definitive a solution as I would have liked necessarily. So, all in all, the first ever game of Sticky Situations has been quite underwhelming, really. Well, maybe this one will be buried and quietly forgotten about. We'll see. We'll see what happens next week. Connect 4, that hasn't been buried, and that is back. And it's back next after James Bay and Peer Pressure. James Bay and Peer Pressure with Julian Michaels on Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman. This is connect four.
we got four words before the news at four. There's a lot of fours in that. Before the news at four, four words. They were dart, commence, a snatch, and dress. Those were the four words. You had to connect them however you wanted, as long as they were all in there somehow. That's all I, all I care about. And you have done just that. You've gone away and connected those four words. And that's the point of Connect Four. So let's hear what you have come up with this week. Starting off with Jordan. I went out with some of my friends to a restaurant. It was a really cool restaurant with lots of loud live music, pool tables, and you guessed it, a dartboard. Before we sat down to eat, we decided to play a game of darts. So to commence the game, very good. We flipped a coin to decide who would go first. I won the coin toss and went first. I picked up the dart, threw it at the board, and as it was mid-air, out of nowhere, this hand snatches the dart as it was flying towards the door. I looked up and it was a woman wearing a red dress. She was holding the dart in her hands and said that if we're going to play, she needs to play too. We invited her to the game and she won. She was amazing at darts and amazing at snatching darts in mid-air. Wow, that's so mysterious. The red-dressed dart lady who just appears snatches your darts out of the air quite impressive very alluring nice that was good until the word snatch you did you did change it you made snatch into snatches which like i said it's allowed but it's frowned upon so if it's if it's a toss-up between you and someone else who hasn't done that you know you know who i'm gonna pick but overall a very good start i quite like these words this week as well because it's not very often that anyone ever talks about darts in general life so it's nice it's nice that we can have a chat about playing darts once in a while on the show isn't it yeah so that's the first one from jordan a strong start strong start let's see what's next harry is also playing connect four this afternoon he says i want to tell you about my year 11 prom which took place last summer go right ahead we've talked about proms on the show before i think i'm one of my first ever shows actually and i said how much i hate them with a passion Anyway, on that cheerful, positive, upbeat note, Harry's entry for Connect Four is this. I was looking forward to it, his year 11 prom, but it ended up being a disaster. Before the prom commenced, all of us boys got dressed into suits and the girls wore a dress. Nice. I also admire the lengths you've gone to there to keep dress at dress and not all the girls wore dresses. I really respect that. Good job. Doesn't quite make grammatical sense, but it's fine. The game is more important than the rules of English grammar. We did like the pre-party things at people's houses and then travelled to the venue in cars. But when we showed up at the venue, it had been snatched. For some reason, another party had shown up and told the venue that we they were the organisers and just threw their own party. The weirdest thing though is that these people who snatched our venue were much older than us. They were middle-aged men playing darts. How could the venue have thought that this was a year 11 prom? I so badly want that story to be true. I know deep down it probably isn't and it's completely, totally, definitely fabricated for Connect Four, but how I wish it was, because what a story that would be. Yes, I. that was a good story. The only the only issue, you changed dart singular into dart plural and you changed snatch into snatched. So, I mean, I'm going to have to mentally penalise you for that, but it is a valid entry nonetheless. I think I'm just being really pedantic here. Also, it did occur to me when I was reading that, but actually, there isn't really any context in which you can use the word snatch in that form unless it's, you know. So, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe overlook that after all. Um, oh, hang on. I've just messed this up by scrolling really far up the text screen. I've lost them all. Okay. They're back. That's good. Um, Zach, also playing Connect 4. His entry is this. Let me tell you a story. This is a story of darkness and foes, of women who wore dresses and a man who once wore a dress. A story of thievery and mischief. A story where men snatch the hopes and dreams of their counterparts and women rule the kingdom. This is a story where the weak dart in the face of terror and the strong commence battle to protect what they believe in. This story will be coming soon. Oh, you really got me hooked there, Zach, and then you, you take it away from me. You, you snatch the story away. And you see what I did there? And Okay, it is possible to get snatch in a sentence. Fine. Very good. I like that. We got snatch in nicely. We got dress in there. Did we get commence? We did. The strong commence battle. And um, the weak dart in the face of terror, apparently. I don't think that's a phrase, really. But, okay. Fine. You tried. 
not again a good effort i like the way you hooked me in very good zach and the last one on today's connect for is from amy i went shopping with my best friend last week i needed a new dress for my older sister's wedding which is in a few weeks time it's a weird one because the proceedings commence early on in the day so i need a few different dresses okay if you say so anyway i found the perfect dress for the dinner portion of the celebrations and as i was showing the dress to my friend she snatched it out of my hands and then the dress ripped so we had to dart out of the store quickly so nobody saw us and we didn't have to pay for it sneaky very sneaky um again got all all the connect four words in there very good very good indeed quite a high caliber i think there hasn't been a single message zach was the only message that didn't modify the words and even then it was a bit weak so maybe they're just difficult words i think my favorite message today is it's the one yeah it's the one about the mysterious dart woman from jordan and harry's one about the prom being sold by dart wearing dart playing men that is the end of connect four and that is the end of the show i'm gonna go now I think I might go for a run or something. Miles McCorky's up next, and I will finish with Nina Nesbitt. Is it really me you're missing? There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.